lot of scriptures that I could read about this. Um, obviously, the book of Romans talks about how Gentiles are engrafted into the vine of Israel. You know, there's other places I could reference. But let me just real fast share with you a couple things. Genesis 12, 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth to your country. I'm sorry, from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. Your na- I will make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those that bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. The Lord said, I will bless those that bless you. And I will curse those that curse you. Now, there was another place in the scriptures in Genesis 17, verse 5. Start with there. It says, No longer shall your name be called Abram, but I will make you exceedingly fruitful. I will make nations of you. Kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and make you the descendants after you throughout their generations. I'm sorry, make your descendants after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. And I will give to you and your descendants after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. I want you to hear that real fast. It's important. He said, I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants and those after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant. So the Lord is saying to Abraham, he said, I am going to make this what I'm doing with you right now. He cut covenant. So God had Abraham cut these animals up. They were placed there. And God himself came down in the form of, I believe, a smoldering pot. And he he came down and walked through that. And he spoke to Abraham. And he said, no longer will you be Abram. I'm calling you now Abraham. And he said, I'm making a covenant with you that will be for you and your descendants. An everlasting covenant will never end. And he said, I will also give this land to you as an everlasting covenant that it will never be taken from you. It's not, it is yours for an everlasting covenant. I'll just put it that way. Of course, there's times that they haven't been there. But God gave that land to Abraham. He gave Abraham a covenant. Now, people say things like, well, the children of Israel, they disobeyed God. They broke God's laws. And therefore, God has scattered them. Well, that's true. He did do that. But you got to understand, the covenant that the children of Israel broke was the covenant that was made with Moses. It was not the covenant made with Abraham. The children of Israel cannot break this covenant. It's not possible for them to break this covenant. So God made an everlasting covenant with Abraham to his descendants and to, and to that regarding that land as well. Now the Bible says He will bless, God will bless those that bless Israel, curse those that curse Israel. In Psalm 122 verse 6 says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. So God blesses those that bless Israel and He prospers those that love Jerusalem. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to read you something real quick. Um, many of you are familiar with the Kennedys. Perry Stone wrote a book and in it he dealt with some stuff about the Kennedys. But the way people regard Israel can form a generational blessing or it can form a generational curse. And it's a very serious thing. And a lot of you really don't know 
the attitude of your ancestors and the way things have been in past generations regarding Israel. Many of you probably don't know the extent of it. But let me read you something about the Kennedy family. Joseph Kennedy Sr. was a third generation Kennedy who lived in Boston. He was born September 6, 1888. The lives of the four sons of Joseph Kennedy Sr. reveal the circumstances why some people suggest there is a curse on the family. Below are the names Joseph, John, Robert, and Ed, Edward Kennedy. All four sons of Joseph Kennedy Sr. experienced tragedy in their lives. The oldest son, Joseph Jr., was killed in a military plane crash. John Kennedy was elected president of the United States in 1960 and was assassinated in Dallas. And in 1963, the, the third son of the Joseph was Joseph Kennedy, was uh, Robert Kennedy, was moving forward in the 1968 primaries to be selected by the Democratic Party as their candidate for president of the United States. His life was taken shortly after midnight in 1968 in the Ambassador Hotel Embassy Ballroom in Los Angeles, California. He was shot by a 24-year-old Palestinian immigrant named Saran Saran. Many of you are familiar with these stories. According to the diary of Saran Saran, he wrote that Kennedy must die before June 5, 1968. Since Kennedy was supportive of Israel, it has been suggested that the assassin wanted to kill Kennedy on the anniversary of the Six-Day War between the Arabs and Israel, which had occurred one year earlier. Following the war, Israel annexed part of Jordan, the West Bank, and East Jerusalem under their control. I could keep going, but it's just tragedy after tragedy. Um, Joe Kennedy's first said, anyway, I don't want to go into all of this, but there's been so many things that happened that people believe that there was a generational curse on the family. And so looking back in this family line, there was a book called The Sins of the Father by Ronald Kessler. traces back many disturbing facts related to the patriarch of the family, Joseph Kennedy. He was involved in many illegal activities. I'm going to give you three quick things. One was insider trading. Um, the writer of this book I'm reading, my grandfather John Bava, was a young man during the Great Depression in the 1930s. And I recall a comment he made dear, uh, concerning Joseph Kennedy. He said in the 1930s he remembered reading in the Pittsburgh newspaper how Joe Kennedy was involved in insider trading in the stock market. He would manipulate it and make huge money at the expense of others. The paper said he could have invested in the market in 1929 and prevented the crash, but he refused to do so. He let others suffer the loss that he went in and bought stock at cheap prices. So number one, you're seeing dishonest gain. Okay, the second thing is some of the first liquor that came to America had the Kennedy fingerprints all over it according to the sins of the father. They were involved in um, illegal bootlegging of liquor. And then also there was anti-Semitism in this individual's life. After World War II broke out, about 24% of the American people thought the Jews were a menace to America. So there was a wave of anti-Semitism back in the 30s. I want to explain to you about what how it originated. I know right here it talked about World War II, so you're looking at the 40s. But back in the 30s, actually there was a short time where the Nazi party had made its way into New York and had set up a camp. And they were, they were calling that party the Bunt Party. It's B-U-N-D, but they pronounce it B-U-N-D-T in German. But it was the Bunt Party. And what it was was basically Nazism here in America. This was in the 30s. Now, it's no coincidence that the 30s were also the Great Depression because it was linked to this anti-Semitism, number one. Then number two, the Nazi Party began to take a lot of ground and there were some people 
started to have some repercussions throughout the nations in the in, throughout this nation in the 30s, which led to the great hurricane of 1937 or 38. I can't remember what year, but it was a massive, huge hurricane that wiped out a large part of the East Coast, especially up in New England, New York area. It was it was one of the worst natural disasters in American history, and it was God's response to the Nazi Party being tolerated in that area. Same thing. 
thing, if you remember, I was a, a big fan when I was growing up as a kid of the wrestling of that time, which is a lot different than it is now. But some of you may be old enough to remember the Von Erichs, okay? But I remember them in that, and I, I saw an actual program talking about, you know, Fritz Von Erich and then his sons. And I believe with all my heart there was a generational curse there. They, they, they were the same thing as the Kennedys. There was mysterious deaths that should not have happened, and it was weird. And that family was was a handsome family, a strong family, athletic. They had wealth, they had everything going for them in the natural, but something was picking them off. I mean, one of the sons was an extremely healthy athlete, got the flu and died. Another one was... Um, accidentally electrocuted and died. And then Carrie Von Erich um, committed suicide, I believe, if I remember right. The father died. The only one left of all those men is Kevin Von Erich. I think he's still alive and lives somewhere around this region. He's not far from here. But it's just sad to see these, these curses working against people. But anyway, there's nine curses in the Bible. It says humiliation, where people are being humiliated, they're barren, unfruitful, mental or physical breakdown, family breakdown, which has to do with things like divorce and, and family alienation, people can't get along, poverty and famine, defeat, oppression and failure in God's disfavor. But there's seven blessings in the Bible, exaltation, health, reproductiveness. Reproductiveness is the ability to have kids, prosperity, abundance, God's favor and victory over your enemies. Now, what I want to do is I'm going to lead you in a prayer confessing this because I feel in my spirit like there is something there for some people. And then we're going to do two things. We're going to take up a love offering for Israel. And what we're going to do, Pat Robertson through CBN, they have a ministry called Operation Blessing. Some of you are familiar with it. But through Operation Blessing, which is a benevolence ministry, they actually have an area that, as y'all give tonight, it's going to go to that. But what it is, it's to minister to Holocaust survivors. So we're going to do the exact opposite of persecuting Jews. We're going to minister to those that have been persecuted. Okay. And I want this to be a part. The reason why I'm doing this is because I wanted this to be a part of our fast. God's going to move here in a moment with intercession, but I really wanted that the Bible talks about when Jesus was teaching, he said, I believe it's Matthew 6, he said, when you pray, when you fast, and when you give, and he connected all three of those. And I believe that we're praying and we're fasting, but we also need to give. Now here's what's going to happen. When you guys, tonight, you ask forgiveness for any anti-Semitism in your, in your bloodline, when you do this, when you act out and you sow financially to bless Israel like you're going to do, you're blessing the poor and you're blessing Israel. When you do that, what's going to happen is, is there's going to form a very powerful blessing on you and it's going to affect your kids and your grandkids and your great-grandkids. It's going to go down the family line and it's going to be very powerful. And not only that, but some of you have had stubborn situations in your life and those that are watching online join with us. The notes should be there for you to print off on the watch on the page where you go to to watch us live. But listen, write down some prayer requests that are dear to your heart. If some of you have had some really stubborn battles in your health, if some of you have had some stubborn 
stubborn battles where you've needed a job or you've needed a promotion and you need it. Or maybe you've had a stubborn issue. You're believing for lost loved ones and, and you want to see a breakthrough there. I mean, you can write down a number of things. Others of you, you, you know, maybe you're praying to have children. Whatever it is, I want you to write down some prayer requests and you're going to put those prayer requests there before the Lord and then the offering that you give to Israel, you're going to put it together and you're going to sow it. If you really don't want me to read your prayer request because it's real personal, write on there, Pastor, don't read, just pray. I'm being serious. Write that on there and I won't read it, okay? Because some people have some real personal, deep things. They don't. They want it just between them and Jesus. I, I respect that. But if you don't mind me reading it, you can put it on there and I'll, I'll agree with you in prayer and I'll pray it to the Lord with you tonight or later whenever I pray over it. But I'm believing that as we pray and we fast and we give, that you're going to see some major breakthroughs. Some of you want some breakthroughs, maybe with your kids, that, that you're concerned about them, or you're concerned about a spouse, or concerned about a loved one. There's something there, and you're concerned about them. You need to write it down. And I'm telling you, there's something powerful going to happen when you do this tonight, okay? And now, whatever God lays on your heart to give, but I encourage you to give something, even if it's just $5, give something just so that you can put your finances toward this because I believe this will affect you. The money's not going in River Life. The money's going, all of it, 100% is going to go through Operation Blessing to minister to Holocaust survivors. Isn't that powerful? So I'm going to pray and I want you to take a moment to write down any prayer request you want to write down and ask the Lord how much do you want me to give Let's renounce this real quick. Let me lead you in a prayer. Everybody out loud, okay, those online watching, pray this with me. Say, Jesus, Jesus. I ask forgiveness in my life and all my ancestors for mistreating, hating, or wronging Jewish people, the nation of Israel, or the land. Way. In any way, or if, if there was hatred in the heart, if there was hatred in the heart, there were things that were spoken. There were things that were spoken. There were things that were done. There were things that were done that were evil in your sight. That were evil in your sight. We repent. We repent and put it under the blood of Jesus. And ask you. And ask you to separate. To separate any curses. Any curses off our lives.
Bible says you have not because you ask not. There's something powerful about fasting. And there's something powerful about giving that, man, it just releases the blessings of God. And I believe that if you'll put down some prayer requests that are dear to your heart tonight, and you will release your finances toward Israel, that you are going to see major...